Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is our podcast shout-out for our newest episode, and we are sending a shout-out to the Unwritable Rant podcast, hosted by Juliet Miranda. She gives her general take on the world and on her life. She tells stories and anecdotes, mostly about bourbon, and she's very entertaining to listen to, and we totally encourage you to check her out wherever you get your podcasts. Follow her on Twitter, follow her on Facebook, and check her out. It's a lot of fun. Now on with the show. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Cinema. Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> god damn it, this fucking movie. Oh my god. Th- this movie is just something that everybody should behold but shouldn't behold at the same time it's it's incredible it's it's a black hole of comedy i mean seriously this movie is the epitome of just hardcore unfunny writing acting and and from a comedic legend like dana carvey (laughs) from dana carvey man carvey himself man goddamn hashim garth and ladies and gentlemen, of course, we are talking about Master of Disguise. Yeah, we, we decided to torture ourselves, apparently. You want to put us through that? Yeah, these three gentlemen right here, I put them through this. I thought it would never end. No, it doesn't end. It never fucking ends. It's amazing. It's an hour and goddamn 19 minutes long, and it feels like a three-hour epic. Yeah. <laughs> How does that happen, guys? Three-hour epic fail. Uh, it's, yeah, a three-hour epic fail. Exactly. How does this happen? What, what are your Robert? What are your thoughts um, on this? I guess we were all just waiting for something to happen because they put it through the credits to it. Waiting <laughs> is a succinct. I don't know, but I don't know what to say about this movie. I mean, I honestly, guys, this is like insanity. The thing that bugged me is, I mean, yeah, it made me chuckle a couple times. But so could any movie. Any 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 movie that's not a comedy can make you chuckle. This is a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. And whatever little value of humor there is to be had is completely outweighed by how often it tries so hard and completely misses the mark. I don't even know if it tries so much as it just flails forward indiscriminately you know it's, it's not intentional yeah it's it's like a cinematic bowl in a china shop well, that's what it is you know and I mean, there's the china shop of humor there's moments where you're like well dana carvey understands humor so what's wrong with 90 percent of this movie and 99 percent that's movie. what boggles the mind it's like he should know better i mean why <laughs> <laughs> 
Why, guys? Trying to I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. Why? Trying to go at it his from fists a... right now. Just... Oh, I am. My fists are <laughs> pumping. I'm like double fists right now. He's I am pissed. Oh. Trying to go at it from a, an impressionist perspective, I, 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 but yeah, kind of fucking sucks, right, doesn't it? I mean, I guess the impressions themselves are okay. It's just they don't fucking make sense in any way. It's and almost self-aware too. You know, like there's that one part where Dana Carvey starts doing the Shrek impression and the donkey impression, and then that kid just stares at him. That was racist. R not only racist, but yeah. also not funny in any meaningful way. Waffles? Oh, waffles? Well, <laughs> what the fuck? And it's funny because they make fun <laughs> of that part for, for that not being funny, and yet that's what they do the rest of the movie. What is what is what's her face say that that girl she go she says it was funny for one second for one second yeah and that one uh, girl with the big butt the fake butt yeah, uh -huh. that's like describing the movie uh, it was exactly. funny for one second you know mm -hmm. that I mean, that line does it man I I watched this movie again with the director's commentary which I will say right now is actually far more entertaining than the movie itself <laughs> funny how that works I saw when it came out back in. When it was at the Kids' Choice Awards, too, wasn't it? Yeah, at the Kids' Choice Awards. It's like, well, Nickelodeon, that's just, ah, uh, hasn't been good since the 90s. Oh, hell no. Not Jesus. since Spongebob. Spongebob. Or Invader Zim. Drake and Josh. Real monsters. Drake and, Drake and Josh, you monster. Are you, <laughs> you afraid fucking of monster. Drake and Josh. I hope Clarissa comes and fucking whoops your ass. <laughs> Explains it all. Clarissa, salute, the cast of Salute Your Shorts, and salute the cast, the cast of what was the other show? Are You Afraid um, of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All that. They will all show up ass, in your nightmares. All right. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> See, this is the kind of mood that this movie has put me in, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. I've been on edge since I watched this shit. You guys should read the itinerary Bo's got printed out for this because uh, I think we read it and we were like, wait, this this is just Bo ranting about how bad this movie it is. Literally it literally is. is, man. <laughs> it literally is. I'm just like, just, what is this uh, doing? Here? So Why? This is not a but he's right. Introducing yourself. <laughs> this is not a script. It's a rant completely. And then there's one good sentence at the very end. And it's telling us to talk about our next episode. <laughs> the only real sentence. That's great. I know. I mean, I'm now really, really aware of it. I, I wasn't aware of it when I wrote it. I'm pretty sure I was kind of drunk when I wrote it. <laughs> that explains it. But, yeah, that explains a lot about this. Now, Dana Carvey's career, he started off in Saturday Night Live. Right, Robert? Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, he was like the church lady. He also did a great impersonation of George H.W. Bush, which honestly... Will Ferrell does now, too, right? Will Ferrell did uh, W. Bush, mm -hmm. his son. Do but, you know, I mean, he, he did such an excellent impression of George H.W. Bush that the, him and the real George H.W. Bush, they became friends, actually. Oh, that's interesting. Which is crazy. So, I mean, he definitely has his roots in real straight-up comedy, you know? And he even had a television show that it had uh, Stephen Colbert and Stephen Carell as writers. The Dana, right? Dana Carvey show, right? The Dana what Carvey that? show. It didn't last very long. It lasted for, like, what, 10 episodes? Maybe a season or Not two? Not even a season. Not even a season, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even half a season, I think. I think there's actually some episodes that were never aired. Then we got great stars out of that show. 
Yeah. Steve Colbert, Steve Carell. Yeah, both of them. I mean, they're now legends, of course. You know, like Steve Carell is now like both a comedic actor and a serious yeah. actor as well. He's Everybody done dramas. And yeah, Stephen Colbert has been in some of the most brazen comedy of the last 20 years. Still on Saturday Night I like Live. Stephen Colbert. He's, Colbert told, Report. he's funny. Colbert Report. Oh, man. But I miss that. You know, you say Dana Carvey is an SNL like that that that's supposed to make us believe that he has some credibility but then again yeah. Donald Trump's been on SNL so and, yeah, and Victoria Jackson might I add if you know <laughs> anything about her she is absolutely fucking nuts i mean just out there but i have i haven't seen his stuff maybe maybe he is good then cuz it feels like it feels like he understands comedy to some extent you know yeah yeah you, yeah. you get hints of that in the movie like um, the the fart joke that almost worked and then didn't, <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried to run into the ground over and over and over again. So many times. Yeah. Oh man. It was like um, if you guys watched the nostalgia critic video, he goes off about the fart joke because it was this close to making him laugh. Like he was like, that was legitimately funny, and then they took it too far. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they like, took it way well. too far. Every scene he was laughing, it's like just waiting for that fart. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's the thing, you know. I mean, Dana Carvey, he was going back to how he knows comedy. He was always he was also in both Wayne's World movies, right? Yeah, masterpieces. Yeah, he, he played Garth. I mean, and he was the perfect foil to Mike Myers. Perfect as Wayne's, like perfect. I mean, he was kind of, kind of, uh, you know airheaded you know but he was a drummer so it was kind of understandable that's funny because in this movie he just seems to rip off mike myers <laughs> that's see that's the thing this is kind of seen as a response to mike myers success with austin powers yeah i could see that uh, yeah that makes sense in yeah, a weird way sense. it's almost like a kid's version of austin powers when you really think about it okay yeah i could see that yeah, and it, and it kind of make, makes the whole uh impression he does of Shrek and Donkey, it puts that into a whole nother light as well when you really think but about why it. Would, why would they want Shrek in that amazing, I mean, that terrible movie with that amazing movie like Shrek? I know, it's just... Well, oh. first of all, let's... We'll have to get into whether Shrek is that great Shrek or not. Shrek is amazing. I will stand Another by episode. <laughs> I have my opinions about it. Let's just say that. But... I mean, it does put that scene in a different light and just really makes this movie such an absolute catastrophe, you yeah. know, knowing who it's coming from, that this was co-written by Dana Carvey and, and, and it was made by Happy Madison as well. That doesn't surprise me. It, no, that's not surprising at all, right? <laughs> right, Robert? Yeah, they back We're, up all their stars, right? Like, yeah, when, when, we, when we saw that, it was like, oh, Happy okay. Ma- Happy kind Madison production. It. Yeah. So let this happen. Yeah, so that's who did this. <laughs> that's who allowed this. Everything about this movie just seems to drag on. I mean, even the the credits and the the end credit scene after end credit scene after end credit scene that never ends. Yeah. Even even the opening credits with Ugh. that little, with that picture book, and I was like, I I, I kind of get what they're going for, disguise, but well, it, it, for one, it was an excuse to have caricatures of many of like the writing and production staff of the movie. I mean, that's who, who a lot of that. And interestingly enough, Dino Stamatopoulos was a writer on this so-called movie. And that's amazing because he went on to uh, start a show on Adult Swim called Moral Oral, which is seen as actually one of the few works of art that actually came out on that platform on Adult Swim. Oh, wow. It's, I mean, it's a stop-motion show. It skewers religion, it skewers uh, family, and, and <laughs> takes on themes of abuse and... 
the afterlife and Oedipal complexes and whatnot. It's it's almost like a Evangelion kind of like, <laughs> and seeing his name attached to this, I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like seriously, what the fuck, Dino? It's like you you wrote for Mister Show with Bob and Dave. Seriously, Bob Odenkirk and David fucking Cross. I might add. How did they even get? the celebrity cameos on this movie. We'll get into that, that here a little later. And that, that's a whole nother issue in its own right. Because it pretty much starts with a celebrity cameo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bo Derek. Yep, but the character of Pistachio Disguise, where does this come from? Where did this character come from? What, what was the inspiration behind this? What was the point of this character? Well, he has no character. He's no. just this flailing mess of impressions, but he fails to have his own personality he, at all. He charitably has what's called a personality, in, in quotation marks. I'm doing air yeah. quotes while saying personality, and that personality is just holding his mouth open in a really, really dumb look 90% of the time and just not reacting to much of anything. Yeah, everybody here is doing that stupid circular look with a... Becoming another person. Becoming another person. Inside meatballs. Oh, God. Got a little wiener and some nuts. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know, guys. I don't know what to do. This is starting to raise my blood pressure a little bit. Oh, God. I mean, quotes from this movie should just be verboten. Eradicated completely. Yeah, yeah. This is not like The Room. This is not like a Tarantino film. You don't quote this fucking movie. And I don't care how many times he says, Turtle guy. Turtle, turtle, turtle. I don't care. Fuck that shit. Why Why was that? that of was all stupid. scenes, why was that the highlight? Why was that the I thing that... Know. I remember when I was a kid. I remember because I was very little. I don't remember much of this movie at all. I do remember the turtle being... The huge point of the trailer. Yeah. It's on the box art. Yeah, they they wanted him to yeah. be pretty much the centerpiece of the comedy of the movie. But that there's nothing much. special about that scene. He it wasn't no. even that funny. It's stupid. He it's just repeats funny. turtle. It's but it, it sold the movie though. It's it practically non sequitur if it wasn't for the fact that he just saw that it was from, uh, the cigar was from the Turtle Club and he was like, okay, I'm gonna become a turtle. I'm gonna become a turtle. Well, the stupid. Oh part God, was, my soul just died doing that yeah. right there. My soul Mario. just died. No, no, the, the stupid part was the trash can scene. When, yeah, when, when, when that, she, that, that was the catalyst. Looking, for she's that. looking for the for the for the cigarette. Well, they're looking for something, and she finds a cigarette, and then she tells him, "Hey, I found something that's important." And he doesn't listen to her for a few. Uh, oh, he does Seriously. that the whole movie. I know, but yeah, it's the whole movie. But that that scene was like the beginning wait, wait, of that. Which in and of itself is just. Did that seem incredibly misogynistic to you? Because in the end, bit, she, yeah. she does fall head over heels for him, and he just treats her like shit. And oh. it was like, what kind of message is that putting out? It's a good point. That like women are weak. I mean, succumb to anything. I, I, although in a way, it's almost pointing <laughs> out. See, what's weird about this is that you think that it, maybe it was pointing out that she's actually the one that's doing everything for him, and he's not really anything of any value. Yeah. But that never comes around. No, it never does. You're, you're talking about the, her, his uh, first little girlfriend that, or girlfriend. His assistant throughout oh, the his movie. His assistant throughout the movie? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I weird. felt so bad for that girl. Oh, my God. Oh. That poor girl. Jennifer Esposito. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, I felt so bad for oh, her. Yeah. She looked so embarrassed to be in this movie. Oh, God. I don't think they possibly could have paid her enough to take that oh, no. verbal abuse. That's terrible. I wouldn't think that it was abusive. It was just... 
it was cool. it was obvious that she knew what kind of movie she was in. What she had to put up with. Just completely objectifying yeah. women. Oh, the objectification is really, really weird. And of course, it being a happy Madison movie, there's gotta be a tiny little bit of homophobia thrown in there. You gotta have that, right? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, the time. definitely. Billy I mean, Madison's. definitely, yeah. No. I mean, without without a doubt. What was and it, the, the blatant racism with so many of the characters. Big Daddy. There's a lot of homophobic stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yes. that was really, really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> a lot of homophobic stuff. And of course the racism, like the casual racism with the uh, Indian guy that he went into character for. Oh my god. I mean, come on, that makes a poo from The Simpsons look politically correct. And the Rob oh. <laughs> the way that Rob Schneider does his characters in like Big Daddy. Yeah, oh yeah, really? yeah, yeah. It's kind of exactly like that. I mean, without a doubt. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Or when they're like Zohan's playing, you know. Oh, Zohan was actually a pretty funny movie. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad. One of Sandler's better recent movies. It was funny. They didn't put that kind of care into this movie. No. No. Early 2002. Oh, man. Work. It's like this is this is barely even on the level of Little Nicky. And that see, was funny, dude. It's that, fu- was funny. that one was funny, but that's where you really started to see the decline begin. That's when Popeyes came out, so they put that into there. Yeah, that, that, well, that, that's another hallmark of Happy Madison Productions is that there's an awful lot of product placement. And I'm trying to think, was there any product placement in this movie? I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really like Coca-Cola. Yeah, or I, never, I never noticed any anything at all, right? That's kind of weird. I mean, usually, that, like I said, that's kind of one of the uh, tropes that you see in a Happy Madison movie. That's, that's really, really weird. Like a Hooters or a Starbucks you know? or something? Yeah, just a couple something in there just something. for a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Well, this movie just didn't give a fuck at all. Like, And none in a good way. Well, I mean, you can tell, like too. There was Seriously. no care put into this. This wasn't so bad it's good. This was just bad. It was bad in every way. Not even trying. Bad. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, Carvey's uh, impressions. I mean, he's a good impressionist at a very basic level, but you try to make him do anything a little more complicated or more complex, I mean, I think that he falls apart. And in some ways, I think that's what he was trying to do here. I mean, cramming this many different impressions and this many different characters into one movie, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he spread himself a little too thin. And then you're left with so little of pistachio that whatever personality there was to be had is just completely mishmashed and exactly with some vague explanation that delves into the supernatural but not really energico energico like what the hell <laughs> it's the force it's yeah. the fucking force for disguises they even make that reference they make the reference just like at the star wars yes it's like, oh god you did really? it again Bo. I did it again. Did it oh, again. my God. My soul is fucking just uh, turning, tearing asunder. You can, you can see oh. the profit. I, I like seeing this. The profit was, you know, the $43 million. Oh, right? yes. That's and, right. And just like our last movie, except, well, not this as bad goddamn, as the last movie did. This goddamn you know, movie made money. It, it made money. <laughs> On a $16 million budget, it made $43 million. Pro- probably because of the choice awards. And we wonder why Trump got elected. The <laughs> gloating. <laughs> I Fuck. hope the what critics tore it apart, though, even on release. Oh, Crazy. definitely. I mean, how did it make that much money? Box opening was 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 not bad, but it must have been the marketing. Well, I mean, it, it looked it like it was going to be a funny movie. First time you saw the turtle guy, you were going to be like, "Oh, so it's going to be like that." But then when you actually see that scene extended, it's like, "Oh, it's That's this kind of movie." Yeah, because you just you just kind of kind of wretch and disgust and. Yeah. Misery and pain and sorrow <laughs> and suffocation. What a story, Bo. And isolation. 
Seriously, my, I'm, I'm traumatized by this movie, damn it. I've been on <laughs> edge ever since I saw it. Damn it. Let's see. You're going to get PTSD next time we talk about it. brought up 2002. Damn it. Jesus Christ. I, don't think I, I can't believe back. that this damn movie. 2002. I'd rather go back to 2004 and Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so many bad movies come out in 2002. Oh, man. I mean, the, the Room came out in 2002, so there's that silver lining. True. See, The Room became good. at least After was that. trying. At least they were, yeah. We love mm. The Room because... He was trying so hard to make a good movie. This yeah. is how much we and love it talking came out in a completely different way. You know, we like Freddy Got Fingered because it's trying so hard to be a bad movie and completely achieves that purpose. But this movie doesn't try at all. It doesn't try to be bad or good. It just tries to be a movie, but it fails at that level as well. Now, just as a protagonist, I mean, Pistachio doesn't make sense either. It's like, why does he get to be the fucking hero? Oh, my God. It's like, you're not eating pistachios. pistachios. James oh, Brolin dear God. Would have been more interesting. This motherfucker right here is eating pistachios while we're talking Sweet. about this movie with a lead character named Pistachio. Sweet. Pistachios. Chili. Oh, dear God. Sweet chili pistachios, right, Dakota? Uh, pistachio best. ice cream. Let's go with beer. Oh, God. Is that so? No, pistachio disguise is not good with anything. You not will. even with the meatballs, not with that weird, that, that American cheese will. he feeds the goddamn snake. <laughs> and when the fuck do snakes eat cheese? What the fuck is that? And there's a yeah. whole bite out of it and everything. Oh, You know, God. I actually thought that scene was going to be a good scene where they, like, I, the snake would attack him, and then it didn't. The I was too. I was waiting for oh, the snake the to attack him. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it would have been hilarious if the snake actually attacked like, him, I was right? looking for that. I was this expecting that, and then it didn't happen. That's what happens with this movie. It builds up, even even with the slapstick humor that just ultimately falls through because there's no punchline. Yeah, exactly. He just gets slapped around, but he doesn't care. And the character and, and the grandfather who's slapping him around doesn't ha- register any surprise either. It's just, it's like trying to be slapstick, but not really. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like if you watch that Nostalgia Critic episode on on this movie. I mean, he brings up that scene where he strikes him just to. Just to remind Pistachio of what type of noises he may have heard when his uh, parents were kidnapped. And it just doesn't make sense because he, he doesn't suffer repercussions from it. Like the critic's theory, Doug's theory is that, you know, comedy is supposed to come from tragedy, which makes some sense, I guess. You know, you can make arguments for and against it. To a point. I think, to a point. But, I mean, it just doesn't connect in any way. The humor doesn't connect in that way, especially when it tries to go full slapstick. Like, for instance, that weird slapping dummy. What's so stupid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's oh, your daddy? God. Who's your daddy? Oh, that was so dumb. Who's your daddy? It's like, I mean, when they were writing that scene, what the fuck was going through Dana Carvey's mind when he was writing that? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's, who's your who's, daddy? I mean, what part of that that's was, what this movie was, was right in any way. Yes, that's no. what this movie was. Or correct. Was all, Every time they had a thought. Right. Every time they had a thought, they made it into a, a scene. Exactly. Every time they have a thought, they made it into a scene and they just ran with it. There well, it is. From another movie. A scene from another movie, right? Like Jaws. Of remember course. That Jaws oh, scene? God. Yeah, there's so many different yeah. homages Montano. to different movies. Like Scarface and The Exorcist and Jaws and... None of them make sense. I, I listened to the director's commentary. There's actually a lot of different cinematic references in this movie, and it's like, why are y'all even trying? And then the unnecessary reference to George Bush. Oh, that made yeah, no fucking sense. I'm trying to forget whatsoever. the Bushisms of, of that presidency. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still trying to forget that, but I don't know, given what's going on now, yeah. 
I don't know. Well, W gained a little bit of respect for me when he started speaking out against Trump. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, <laughs> we'll leave that for another conversation. We'll leave that for the collateral politics. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever going to. Just kidding. I don't know if there's ever going to be a collateral politics podcast because, quite frankly, I just don't have the mental energy for that. The willpower. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have the will, will nor the mental energy for it. Honestly. Absolutely drain you. Yeah, I can only take arguing with idiots so much. It drains you. And, th- and that's exactly what th- th- this movie is like. It's like arguing it with an idiot. Yes. That's <laughs> why so, it's so frustrating. That's why Bo wrote down so many frustrating things. Oh, God. He wrote uh, why in all caps. <laughs> why? why? Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. And, and right point. here, in parentheses, this movie sucks. With three exclamation points. And also, there's the fact that pistachio is such an offensive Italian stereotype. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very offensive. I mean, th- I know that this was in 2002. It was a slightly different time. I mean, I know we're only talking about how many years, like 15, 16 years or so or something like that. Nowadays, is like, that wouldn't fly. My question is, why did they go with the Estonian stereotype? With a character that transforms into so many zany archetypes, why bother making him one? Why bother giving him a, a culture... It would have worked better if if he was just a kind of a, a plain John Doe. Yeah, it, it's almost as if Pistachio is one of the disguises themselves, right? Yeah, and that's what it felt like the whole movie. Like yeah. he didn't have an actual character. That was his. He was always playing a character, you know. Seriously, I mean, it always felt like he, he, he's supposed to really be someone else, but he's just playing mm-hmm. this weird Italian stereotype. Yes, but you never find the real person. Never, never. There's no real person there. It, it's it like like. Ash just said, it's just a mess of impressions. Yeah. And impressions that some are admittedly pretty okay. I will yeah. say that the Tony Montana impression is kind of spot on, if a bit grating. <laughs> Incredibly grating. El Pacino. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty much all the worst qualities of that performance just wrapped up into one. I mean, that, that's pretty much all the worst qualities of Al Pacino's Scarface just in that one impression. Little Wainer. Mm. That takes skill. Oh, God. A little winner and some tiny nuts. Oh, God, I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, the supporting cast of this movie, Flying Spaghetti Monster, bless them. Oh, geez, I, I feel so bad for some of these people, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of them obviously really, really went all in into it. Like, you can tell that Brent Spiner, who played Data in Next Generation, mm-hmm. Star Trek, like, you can tell that he kind of went into it, like, all in, pretty much. He was actually looked like he was having a little bit of fun with it. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it. Like, like James Brolin just looks pissed throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's almost like watching Rip Torn and Freddy Got Fingered. I mean, it was just uh-huh. excruciating. And Jennifer Esposito, like we said, like I said earlier, oh, I feel so terrible for her for this. And I mean, just some of the things that the character Pistachio says to her, like, and whenever they're interviewing all of the assistants and everything, it's like, why isn't she walking out and saying, you know, fuck you and fuck you too. I'm the fuck out of here, assholes. <laughs> I know. J- James Brolin, you know, you can imagine. One doesn't imagine having fun when actually there, there, there is no fun about this. This is not the mm. smile. <laughs> no, no, there's no How's smile. It How's it going? <laughs> no. And, and, and of we course, his, his performance is completely phoned in, even from the get go, from the very first moment when he pulls himself out of the Bo Derek disguise. He's just like, my son, 
will never know of this life. It's pretty much literally in that tone, in that delivery, just with more of an Italian accent. That sounded more like Bela Lugosi, but in an Italian accent. You know, something like that. Mario, little Super Mario-ish. It's me, Mario. Mario. I would much rather watch the Super Mario Brothers movie than this shit. (laughs) Oh, I would much rather watch that. That's that's an entertaining movie. Super Mario Brothers. That was a masterpiece. It's still shit, but it's a fucking amusing shit. It's a masterpiece of shit. Totally. Awesome. Masterpiece of shit. A masterpiece of shit. Exactly. Which is the just room. on the back, the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie logo. <laughs> you know, with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, just well, like... Hold on, copyright that. Where's John that Leguizamo? Now. He was Luigi. Or, yeah, he, he was Luigi. Luigi. Exactly. He was a Luigi. Of course, he, he was very annoying in that movie, actually. Bob Hoskins was great, though. Did you know yeah, that he, James Berlin is 78 years old? Yeah, he's 78 years old. Is he still married to Barbara Streisand? Or did that end? Let me see. Holy shit. He I'm looks... His son looks so much like him. I, I think so. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh looks. That, I, I was. That's why I was making that reference which, to which, earlier. Which, that was a Thanos. Quote. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Thanos did nothing wrong. Thanos. R slash Thanos does not did nothing wrong. I mean, he <laughs> I just, just shut just, Ash he, up. Right he he could have just doubled <laughs> the resources in the universe instead of having the population. Yeah. But you know. Uh, that's a fucking conversation for another time. Honestly, <laughs> but yeah, Thanos did nothing wrong. Avengers if, episode? If you don't think mass genocide is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a meme on Reddit, more or less. I know, you know? I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Harold Gold is in this movie. Like, he, he's, he's a very well-respected actor in film and Broadway, and he plays the grandfather. He may be the best part of this movie, I think. I feel that. But in so many ways, he... F- his character fails as well because it's just so fucking one note. He's just the Italian grandfather archetype. And he's also the mentor archetype. You know, he's the Obi-Wan pretty much. He's the first doctor. But he just comes in once and then comes out and then comes up as a bubble. And that's it. He comes up as a bubble. Yeah. And then near, near the end of the movie, he that's shows up pre-recorded, but somehow can answer their questions. That makes directly. no, that makes no fucking sense at Looking all. Looking at the kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? And, and the oh, kid and the pre- kid is absolutely, and the kid is absolutely just not even perturbed by any of this at yes. all. That's Dylan and Cole Sprouse, by the no, way. Yeah. I really? was just about to say that. Yeah, that's w- were they Zach in? and Cody. Was, was that that's kid? That's Zach and Cody? That, yeah. Really? I think it's Cody specifically. Oh, no, holy it's both shit. Of them. Really? Mm-hmm. No way. No way. Wow. In a place of mystery. In a world of magic. One family's extraordinary power to change their appearance will be left in the hands of one man. Oh, yes, I give it cheese now. Nice, you like? Oh, yes, you like it, cheese, yeah. Papa. Now, to solve the mystery... It is time for you to find your mother and your father. This simple waiter must become much more... Now I can teach you to become a master of disguise. Really? I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master of disguise. This summer, your training begins now. Prepare to make the change. You are a fatty. (laughs) What is happening? Save me, save me. Sorry, Grandpa. He will need a partner. Assistants commonly fall in love with their disguising masters. 
Can you resist, Pistachio? Can you resist me? I'll give it a shot. He will need practice. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Now you try. Who is your daddy? And a whole lot of patience. You got a little tomato soup with a crouton? No. You got some Neapolitan ice cream, you know? You got the vanilla chocolate strawberry. One of the greatest things ever invented. And you don't got it! In the car, I am Prince Lali Jamba. Swarm, Terry Swarm. <laughs> member of the Turtle Club. Am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Can <laughs> you win my show? No, no, no. Where'd he go? <laughs> the master of disguise. I think it's time for you to go. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Did you just tell me to shut up? Yes. I mean, I, cool, I, can't, I can't believe that Brent Spiner was in this movie. Like, why, Brent? Why, James? Why, guys? Why Why did you do this? Needed the paycheck. Yeah. I don't think any any of those actors could have gotten paid enough to do this. I don't, no. under, I don't understand, man. I don't see how any of these forces came together to make this. Like, why wasn't this just thrown in the dumpster right away? This should have been, <laughs> this should have been thrown in a dumpster and just lit ablaze. Yeah. <laughs> Lit a blaze. The, the performances themselves above the supporting cast, I mean, other than James Brolin phoning his performance in, I mean, some of it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jennifer Esposito, she's very serviceable. I mean, she does a good job, I mean, given what she's working with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, of course, uh. Harold Gould, I mean, he he does well. I mean, but everybody else is just... Just a puckering asshole of nothing. <laughs> Everybody else in this movie is just like, what the fuck, people? Puckering. And then near the end, they, they, they reveal that there's a little person and that fucking dummy. Oh, and, God. and then the that little person comes out and slaps Dana Carvey. And then they run around. And then they're drinking fucking Cokes and they're fucking d- discussing bullshit. And, ugh. Wow. They, oh, my God. I literally felt like, okay, this is the end credit scene, and then there was another one. Yeah, yeah. There's, I never there's wanted tw- a movie. To there's end. twenty fucking end credit scenes in the end credit scene. That's funny. I never wanted a movie to end badly, so badly. I mean, oh, it was like pure nightmare fuel. How long those credits were, uh-huh. and what was in those credits. I honestly don't think I ever want to see Brent Spiner dance like that again. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously don't think I want to see that ever again. Dakota, are are you just in awe of how much shit we're dealing with here. It's it's ridiculous. This is there's too much for this. Yeah, this is what we're doing on on our Thanksgiving Eve, ladies Happy and gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy fucking holidays and merry fucking Christmas, everybody. Master of disguise. Master of disguise. There you have it. Fucking bastards. Oh, that's a terrible gift to give someone. It's a terrible gift. I'm surprised. I don't even know why I spent money on this. Why are we doing this podcast, bro? We're doing it because it's the necessary. Want it. We have to destroy this movie. I mean, we are. We do good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between. We and this is a bad movie. We gotta fulfill in the bad movies. We Fair have point. to do it. Got we you. got it. Otherwise, we're just going to just be this weird love fest of movies all the time. And I don't know. It's not healthy to be that all the time. That's what I think. We're critics. Yeah, we got this we got to be critical. I think critics. this is the first movie that we legitimately was so bad we didn't 
have a fun time with it at all. Oh man, it was not fun watching this movie at all. And we had it's fun talking about it though. And, and Robert and I, we had weed and we had beer, and it still didn't alleviate the pain. Yeah. At least when I listened to your Food Fight podcast, it sounded like you guys were having a little bit of fun with it. The performance was so bad that it, you know, you're laughing at it. But this, that was my first episode. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, I, I, I was just, it was just blank face. I was like, what, what is this? When does this end? I'll never forget when I first saw this movie. I saw it with my friend Matt Phipps. If you're listening, what's up, brother? And he played this, uh, we watched it with his family, with his son and everything, and I literally sat there and did not laugh one time. Not once. Not not a chuckle, not a chortle, not a, <laughs> not a ha 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 ha. I, yeah, I wasn't even laughing on the inside. I, w- I was just stone-faced. And then I, and then I looked at that, and I'm just like, Why? What did you do? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> well, it's weird because there are potential elements of a good movie. Like there's some things that if they had just decided to go one way or the other with it could have worked. Just yeah. a few things. But they always choose the wrong but way. But it it never goes there. It never does. It never it doesn't follow any particular tropes. It, it it's because it's trying to be so many different movies at once. Even and that's beyond just the homages to different movies. It's trying to be a kid movie. It's trying to appeal to adults. It's trying to have action sequences. It's trying to have like a fantasy feel to it. It's like the movie yeah. itself is trying to disguise itself. Yes. Yeah. It's a good point. It's, it's yeah, it's good. the movie is disguising its oh. true intentions. It's disguising its shit. No, don't make me admit that this is secretly brilliant. I am not <laughs> going to admit that. Fuck that. Never. Never. I will never admit to the brilliance of this movie. Well, there it might no be brilliant. trying to do that, but it doesn't do it. It's just not clever enough to achieve those results. To have a disguise, you need to be introduced to the character behind the mask. Yeah. And and literally in the movie, it doesn't do that with Dana Carvey at all. And and the movie itself, you don't get any glimpse about what it's trying to be. I mean, it it does a little about that that surrealism or as it tries to, yeah. that goofiness, yeah. but not enough of it for it. But to the be. surrealism doesn't even make sense within the world that they that they move through either. I yeah, mean, it, it's it like where's any of that coming plugged from? In. Like and during the turtle scene, he bites that guy's nose off and it pops back on. I was like, oh, so it's that kind of a movie. I'd gotten no hints hey, of that before. Guess, guess who thought that up? Adam fucking Sandler. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah I see that. He did that. Adam Sandler did that. Happy Not Madison surprised. did this. Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why, why did any of the supporting cast waste their time with this movie? Oh, it was so funny. Oh, the 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 big butts. Oh, yeah, it had to be a big butt. The big butt. Yes. Yeah. Maybe think of the girl who played um, Jennifer who played Esposito. The, not her. I was thinking of the the other girl. The girl, his girlfriend in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maria. I forget her last name. She she's like a Disney star. Yeah, yeah. She's also like I a think Disney mom star or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think she's done some stand up here and there. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. I mean, she doesn't really make much sense within the movie either. I mean, other than to just say, hey, guess what? This movie is shit. Yeah. Pretty much announces it to people. With the stupid boyfriend that she had. Oh, yeah. What was that, that whole about? bullshit. Oh. Was, yeah, that was dumb. And, th- and then it turns out that she's dating Jennifer Esposito's boy- boyfriend. <laughs> oh, God. That scene <laughs> that is so excruciating. Because I mean, that stupid slap boxing that he does. I mean, 
what the fuck is that? How is that effective in any way? That that's no way to fight somebody. Was no, and, and, one move. And then they act like he's like kicking ass with these ninjas, and I know. he maybe does like the pulls the same move he's, off on a couple of them. It's and, literally the same move. Yeah, literally. It's like that. It's like that one special move in Street Fighter that you keep spamming yeah. over and over again. <laughs> Just because you're good Hadouken, at it, he does a lot of damage. Hadouken, Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. And, and then you piss the other person off. Okay, yeah, you're winning, but you're using a cheap tactic. Yeah, exactly. This whole movie is like a cheap tactic. It's a cheap tactic, exactly. <laughs> That's good. This is like fighting a cheap mini boss in a fucking shitty video game. No, no, that's what needs to go in the t-shirt. Yeah, that's that's what this movie is. It's a shitty sub-level mini boss. Uh-huh. And you have to take it on and you have to survive. Cody and I are digging the gaming references. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, I of course that's of right. Our new podcast. Yeah, that's right, Collateral Gaming. Collateral damage. No, sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that here a little a little later. I mean, once again, the many impressions that are done in this movie. There's some really really stupid fucking characters here like Gammy Num Nums. What is what? Gammy Num Nums. Oh, God. Apparently Jennifer Esposito, she was just tickled pink by that character. She couldn't stop laughing at it. I'm just like, sweetheart, are your standards that low? Did this did this movie hurt you that badly that you have to just laugh it off? Like, I mean, that's the only res- response that you could have to being there because okay. it can't be that funny. Even in 2002, there was comedy standards. Oh yeah, wasn't that around the time when uh, Chappelle Show came out? Oh yeah, oh you're right, yeah, Chappelle. Mean, yeah, and Adult Swim was starting to go into its prime. Yeah, there were examples of good comedy around that time, but fuck, this one, this one is so far removed from that that it just loops around and just becomes a sad drama. Yeah, yeah. It, it practically loops around and becomes a different genre of movie altogether. But you know what? As much as we're talking about it now and we're angry about it, this movie, in other ways though, is just so forgettable. Yeah, and the impressions. Contribute to that. I mean, the the irony of that is, is that there are a couple of of characters that almost become memorable, but they're just short of that. Yeah. Like for instance, the aforementioned turtle guy, which was as as you mentioned, the centerpiece of this entire movie, pretty much. Right. And like I said, I watched this movie when I was a child, so I remember the turtle guy being promoted in the trailers, but not the actual performance. No, the performance is literally just him saying turtle over and over again, saying turtley stuff. It's like... Turtle. Oh, oh. Turtle like noises. Said, oh. It, it, it had the potential to be funny if turtle. it was kind of being portrayed as this, oh my gosh, Pistachio is such an idiot. He thinks that turtle means turtle club. That's a kid's joke. That's kid's humor. But yet they don't really follow through on even portraying Pistachio as an idiot. Yeah, seriously. He's just an annoying idiot. He's not like an idiot of, ha-ha, it's funny. He's just kind of like, God, why is this our main character? But then they don't even, like I said, they don't even follow through. It's not like they go out of their way. You know, if, if he's supposed to be a character, let him be a character. Caricatures are, work the way they do in movies because they exaggerate the characteristics and they kind of, I don't know, run it in your face a little bit. But yeah. this movie tries to do that with too many faces Exactly. And not nearly enough screen time. Yeah. Now, now compare that to something like the Jim Carrey's The Mask. It's like that had certain types of characters, but that character related to who he was as The Mask. 
you know, yeah. that particular character. That's a very good point. It all good it all boiled down to who he was when he had that mask on. It's a good analogy. That's where all those characters kind of came from. They actually came from something. You yeah, know? that movie had substance. Yeah, this one, this movie, it just comes at you from every which way possible, and you just don't know what to make of any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, first of all, you have like a German guy, and then randomly there's this suave debonair spy within I guess within 30 seconds within 30 seconds and that was, was right ridiculous. after the chase scene and that was after and that yeah, was the after the the jaws reference the robert shaw reference and that came after the goddamn tony montana al, al pacino reference <laughs> don't forget the the uh the, oh yeah the the, 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 the pile of, the pile of <laughs> shit yeah that's an appropriate fucking disguise for that character a pile of shit just stepped on this pile of shit <laughs> yeah, that fight oh. that chase scene actually pissed me off because you know how many opportunities he had to get away from them? Yeah. I mean, he's the fisherman, and he just keeps on being a zany character for no other reason than being a zany character. It's and like, then get, they figure him out. Get the fuck away, get motherfucker. Away. Those scenes were from Jaws. Act chill. <laughs> They'll walk yeah. away. And then, and, then he, and then he's the pile of shit on the ground, and he gets up right away. What the right fuck away. is that? And I that, really and hoped. And that's literally after he was a goddamn cherry pie. Why was he a <laughs> cherry pie? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they didn't make him the dog. In fact, I think that the grandfather was uh, supposed to be the dog at one point. Do, 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 you, think, do you think that cherry pie, maybe that was an homage to American Pie? I hope not. <laughs> I really fucking hope not. American Pie. I actually, I actually hope not. I, I, I fear not. <laughs> I, I don't want that to be. Some, for some reason, I don't want that. No. What kind of name is The Cuteness? I'm glad that she brought the that cuteness, dog. The cuteness, that dog. Why was it named the cuteness? I don't know. I mean, was guys, it even guys, a think cute quickly. dog? Give it a name. Give it a name for the movie. Quick. We're doing okay. a scene oh, quick, 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 quick. Uh, um, uh, 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 whiskers. Uh, Mr. Cuteness. That's good. Keep it. Mr. I'm going to call cuteness. him Mr. Spots. The cuteness, right. I'm going to call him Mr. Spots. Spots. Mr. Spots. Mr. Spots. A striped that cat. Ju- that just sounds awesome. You named a striped cat. A striped cat. I would name. Mr. Spots. Yeah, I would Perfect. do that. Look good. And I would it's a female cat. Calico. Yeah, regular, it's a female cat. Regular calico. <laughs> are we are we talking about dogs though? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it works. Point. Yeah, you had to go the opposite of the dog. And what the fuck was this energico now? It, it, like we said, it was pretty much like the force. I mean, yeah. oh, I don't know why I'm bringing it up again because I guess this movie is just turning my mind into complete utter mush. I guess. Yeah. But. Oh, why was that even a thing? This movie didn't need a mystical element. It didn't. It really didn't. I mean, maybe it's more of a an art than something that's magical. Maybe, maybe disguising can be something like that. Couldn't they have at least just done like a a montage where it sees him getting better rather than he just speaks a mantra and suddenly he's able to do it? I mean, that pisses me off almost as much as the the scene in Aragon where instead of having an easy to do montage of the dragon growing up slowly, the dragon goes up into the sky and then comes down contrary to the book as an adult. And that always bugged me that this movie does the same exact thing. Okay. They could have easily done a training and they, they do do a training montage scene, but he's just sucking and he's not getting better. No, no and then suddenly all. he does the mantra, and then suddenly, and suddenly he's amazing. He can, but he and suddenly but he can't becomes fight. A, and suddenly he becomes fight, a yeah. he becomes a racist caricature of a goddamn Indian man. Yeah, but but he can't fight. That's a good point. 
He slaps people. <laughs> yeah. It's imitation of Bruce Lee. You think. <laughs> but then midway through the movie, suddenly he has the ability to do it. And it wasn't like a confidence building moment or anything. He just Bas- randomly, suddenly he can do it. Basically, was there was no character arc to him yeah. at all. Yeah. There's no arc to it. Levels, level one and level 1.5. Well, it's trying to put a static character through a dynamic character arc. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. what they're trying to do. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, there's a lot that's very one note about Pistachio and also very one note about the impressions that he or the disguises that he wears. Yeah. You know, very one note. In the end, all of the impressions, it just all still feels like just Dana Carvey at their very core. Like they don't they don't feel like extensions of him. They just mm-hmm. I mean, it's just Dana Carvey as Gammy Num Nums, Dana Carvey as Turtle Guy, Dana Carvey as Pistachio. I mean, he never becomes the characters in any way. Not like he used to back in the Saturday Night Live. You Which know? is funny because that that's the whole point of the mantra, right? Is that he becomes the character. He says, anyone can put on a can put on a mask and do a, anyone can put on a disguise and do a voice. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny is another moment where the movie's kind of self-aware and it, like, it knows that that's not funny, that that doesn't work. Yeah. There's so and many. And yeah, that's what exactly what it does. There's so many moments like that. <laughs> I mean, like that first scene when we were actually introduced to Pistachio as a character and that kid, he uh, falls off of his skateboard. You've it's been like acquainted with the curve. Yeah, and that entire time, that kid is looking at him like he's just an absolute fucking moron. Like, and he tries, and he does the Shrek and Donkey impersonation, and it just does not hit. I mean, that is the the succinct reaction to this film. That's right. the right reaction to have. It's just this stone faced, incredulous look of anger. Like you can't use that as a funny moment to demonstrate that the character is a buffoon. But then use that as the entire comedy of the film itself. Yeah, exactly. A good example of that is at the end where he's George W. Bush all of a sudden. I mean, apparently the movie wasn't even supposed to have that ending. It was supposed to end right there after he defeats him and Brent Spiner gets away. I can apparently. feel that. That did feel tacked on right at it's the end. It's very tacked on. Once again, that, that's, that why the, that's why the ending just keeps going on, is that you think it's the ending. And the movie oh. ends with a giant fart, and that is just... Terrible. Yeah, that, that is the best metaphor for this movie ever. It's, it's a cinematic fart. <laughs> it's a cinematic beer fart. Like, seriously. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But why the farting, oh, though? Like the evil laugh. It's a kid's movie. I know, but why the farting? Uh, it was supposed to be funny. What, what is it? It was supposed to be funny. It was almost funny. If it, it, if it would have happened just once, if they wouldn't have made it a running joke, it would have been okay. Yeah. That one time, they may have nailed it. I didn't laugh at it, but they may have kind of nailed it there. But I think it made me chuckle the first time. Then after that, it just... It, it's just r- redundant after that, you know? There's no reason to have it by that point. Yeah. It's like there's other ways you can have fart jokes. Yeah. You know, there's other types of fart jokes. And even then, you shouldn't use them all in one movie. I mean, it's one thing if you're like Swiss Army Man and you have a, cor- a cor- Daniel Radcliffe as a corpse farting and shit <laughs> and Paul Dano writing him. That, that, that actually ties into the themes of the movie. But this is just... The, a stupid fart joke that like, scary movie at that time. Remember? Oh that? God! Sc- scary movie is at least enjoyable. It's a little funny. It's like it's uh, it's a very stupid kind of fun. It is. It's like I know what you did last summer and scream. Oh yeah, jock right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the the Wayans brothers. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Love them nineties, yep, right? Yep. The nineties, bro. So what was what was the point of this script? I mean, nothing about it really, really adds up. You know, not this secret society of uh, disguises, you know, that have been uh, working throughout history. I mean, that really is just stupid in every which way. Okay, why the fuck is their name Disguising? I know this Disguise-y. is a goddamn kids movie, but still. Yeah, even Disguise-y. in kids movies, good kids movies don't do that. No. They don't give them Disguise-y. last name. It's too obvious, right? It's far too obvious. And, and James Brolin's name is Fabrizio. <laughs> Fabrizio. <laughs> Disguise-y. Just sounds... It sounds like Febreze. Oh, God. <laughs> Febreze disguise? Like, why? Oh, I think I need liquor. That's what I need for this. I need liquor, guys. The only thing that could solve I it. have a beer right here, but this isn't cutting it. It's not cutting it. This is actually, this, talking about this movie is making me sober. <laughs> it, it's actually looping me over into sobriety. But we do it for you, ladies and gentlemen. We, we do, do it. it for you. We do it for the fans. Yeah. I mean, we've already hit on why the humor misses its mark, but how about the actual love story between Pistachio and Jennifer Esposito's character? It comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. It's incredibly tacked on. There's, I mean, there's nothing behind it. There's no chemistry there. Right. Like I said, it looks like they're going for this angle of, oh, the assistant is solving all of the crimes for him. Uh, solving yeah. all of the not yeah. the crimes, but uh, solving all of all the problems for him, and he's just doing. But then they never go for it, and in the end, and he just constantly dismisses her, never apologizes, and then suddenly she's head over heels with him, and it's like, okay, what? What? Yeah, it's like, no, don't fall for this idiot. Why? Why would you even find him cute in any way? He's like obviously mentally handicapped. Obviously mentally handicapped. He's he's mentally insane. Yeah, this is insanity. And suddenly, because he slapped around her boyfriend that was cheating on her, suddenly, like, she's just head over heels for this guy. Yeah. That was weird. It came out of nowhere, and it's like we weren't even necessarily expecting that romance either. It wasn't teased. If anything, he made fun of her butt. Yeah, I guess a little bit. It was because of the prophecy. The The prophecy. Yeah, the prophecy. The prophecy. Well, let's just yeah, throw a prophecy. The fucking prophecy. Exactly. Yeah, of course. But there's a prophecy. I mean, there, so you there's a prophecy. Believe it, right? Yeah. Where, where, where'd this prophecy come from? Who made this prophecy? Who's the fucking prophet that, that prophesied that this woman would want to be with this asshole? And the other prophecies that when I you're level one, when you're prophecy. level one point five, you such and such. Yeah. Know, level one point five. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what he is. He 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 doesn't improve in any way. He doesn't even get to level one. He's not even. I, he's level he's two. a white belt in in disguising. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow he becomes a master of disguise. It comes out of nowhere. That makes Level no two sense. To 7, no fucking in a sense. And, and that's just another weak point of the script. It doesn't. It never explains how he really builds himself up. Like we said, there's no arc to this, so therefore there's no connection to the character, and there's right. no connection to his abilities as a disguisey or a master of disguise or whatever the fuck you want to call him. I mean, seriously. So the celebrity cameos in this movie. Some of them were okay, I guess. I mean, Jesse Ventura, he he was good in Predator. He was the governor of what what was he the governor of at the time? It was Minnesota. Yeah, he was the governor of Minnesota. He was an independent. So he he was a uh, pretty big draw at the time. And it kind of still is, you know, he was of course a professional wrestler. He had a career in that in the WWF. And I mean, yeah, Predator. Fuck Predator. yeah. But 
this right here, it's just so shoehorned in. It's it was shoehorned mm. in just because he became a governor. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't even be in this fucking movie, right, Robert? Yeah. Yeah, because he could steal the Liberty Bell. <laughs> exactly. I, I would much rather have had Jesse Ventura be the villain in this movie. Right? That would have been great. That would have been amazing. He would have been an excellent villain. I, I would have wanted to watch this movie. Yeah, exactly. And Knowing you could have had Brent, you could have had Brent Spiner show up as Data or something Bet. like that. That would have been great, right? Yeah. Just have Data show up out of nowhere. I mean, it works with the cameos. That'd have been perfect. It would have been perfect. As it is, the cameos. I'll actually feel sho- shoehorned in. Yeah, I mean, especially at the beginning with Bo Derek. It's like, who the fuck even remembers Bo Derek? Even at that time. Yeah, I had to research that one. Yeah, I mean, she was in uh, 10. She was in Ghost Can't Do It, which is, if, if you've ever seen the Cinema Snob episode of that, it's that movie is just hilariously bad. <laughs> hilariously bad. And she pretty much shows her hand at the beginning because that's pretty much her most iconic role that they're referencing there. So that's pretty much the only way people will remember her is from her appearance in 10 in that bathing suit and the braids and everything. So, I mean, that pretty much is for no one whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Jessica Simpson shows up in this movie. Yeah. Uh, This was right before she got married to Nick What's-His-Nuts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then started uh, confusing uh, chicken with tuna or whatever. But I mean, supposedly she just what 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 does she what does she steal? What did they just give her the US Constitution or some shit? What 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 did they what does she steal again? Wasn't it the lunar module? Yeah. It was the lunar module. How the fuck is she going to steal the lunar module? How the fuck does Jessica Simpson get a hold of a goddamn lunar module? Okay, here's the thing. Just based on the lunar module, half of it is on the moon, Yeah. and the other half was jettisoned into space. So it doesn't even make sense that it's even there to begin with. How did she get it? It makes no sense. Why would it it be in one piece on Earth? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense that it's even here on Earth. And then black mark eBay. Oh, God. The, the the fucking hairpiece, Bruce Willis's hairpiece from Die Hard. Oh my god. What the fuck, man? <laughs> the second nerd. Why? Die Hard 2. Die from Die Hard 2? Is that the Samuel Jackson one, right? Oh, yeah. oh that's Die Hard 3. Is it? No, that's, that's Die just, Hard with a Vengeance. I remember right. they mentioned Die Hard 2. Now they're just throwing random things in here. Just random to, shit. Just to screw with you. Little movies Ran- that random, people don't see very often. Ran- random people. Like, like for instance, Kenan Thompson is in this movie. Like Keenan, he was from Keenan and Kel. He oh, was in uh, all that, and he's currently on Saturday Night Live, yes, incidentally. And he's way better than Dana Carvey ever was. Mm-hmm. That's good. right, Dana Carvey. Keenan Thompson's better than you, and he was in your movie. You guys see the <laughs> Good Burger movie? You lost a chance there, bro. Yeah, Good Burger. Good Burger. That is a amazing, amazing movie. movie. <laughs> Welcome and to Good that, Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I get your order? And that's still ten times better than most all of the uh, movies based off of SNL skits. Like honestly, Nickelodeon. Just that one off of that one Good Burger. Yeah, all that skit. Really? It was an all. Yeah, it was a skit on all that. Yeah, and they made it into a movie, and it actually kind of works. Pretty cool. Works far better than this fucking shit. Actually, you know what I think this movie, movie needs? Be a fun one to do a podcast on. It would be. It actually would. Just watch that. You one. know what I think this movie needs? What? More cowbell. <sighs> <laughs> it needs more cowbell. It needs more solid acting. It needs a better lead. It needs better Completely rewritten better, script. <laughs> it needs a better score because the soundtrack of this movie makes no fucking sense. Walking on Sunshine appears twice in this movie in different variations. Why the fuck does that happen? Seriously, why the fuck does that even happen? 
usually, yeah, that, that doesn't. You know, why, and why is Michael Johnson in this fucking movie? He he was at one time the fastest man is, in the world. He stole the he stole the Constitution. He's, yeah, you're right. That's right. He stole, <laughs> he stole the stole fucking the Constitution because <laughs> he he straight up grabbed it. How the fuck does he get a hold of the Constitution? What the fuck is that? He gave them action figures, not dolls, remember? Well, at oh, least they didn't bring yeah, Nicolas yeah. Cage in to, to steal the Declaration of Independence. Now, that, that would have made hilarious. this movie amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't no. Nicolas Cage in this movie? I mean, we all know Cage will do anything. Yeah, it's a good he would have done it. He would have done it. He would have been amazing in this film. This film would actually be watchable. It would be watchable, <laughs> infinitely more watchable with Nicolas Cage in it. Anything is more watchable with Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah. Even Ghost Rider is more watchable with Nicolas Cage <laughs> in it. Point, Not the bees. Even the Wicker Man is more watchable because <laughs> of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Fucking walking up into somebody in a bear, walking up in a bear costume and punching a woman. <laughs> he may not even be that Face great off. of an actor. I mean, he may not even. Oh, be he's that a good. great actor when he wants to be. If yes. you, you just have to give him the you right do. kind of script, but and the right even direction. if he isn't, though, you still want to watch because he's in it. Yeah, sixty seconds. Leaving, oh, Las, yeah. leaving Las Vegas. He's a good well. actor. Yeah, well. He just has no standards. He'll play any role. That's a good <laughs> well, point. he he had to because <laughs> he he yes, owed man. he owed uh, lots of back taxes. Yeah. Yeah, is that he, what it was? That's yeah, what it is. That's what it is. That's funny. That's crazy. I didn't know. Yeah, all he that didn't all pay his You don't see him in a lot anymore. Like Joe. Are you kidding me? He was just in Mandy recently. That's like his biggest role in years. I haven't even heard about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have so many different movies to show you guys. Y'all need to see Beyond the Black Rainbow. That's a, that, that's a future episode, so y'all are going to have to watch it eventually. And once again, a way better movie than Master of Disguise. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like Beyond the Black Rainbow. No. Oh, I love Beyond the Black Rainbow. That's a great movie. Panos Cosmatos is, is legit. I need to throw the trailer after this is done for you guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys need to see that movie. It's fucking great. So, yeah, Master of Disguise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so, uh, guys, what are your final thoughts on this movie? We're going to go ahead and cut this one a little short because why even dwell on this movie any more than an hour and ten minutes? So or so? It doesn't deserve our I don't want to go any longer than we have to. Yeah. No, it Rob doesn't deserve our time. Robert. What are your thoughts on this, man? Just, just get, be brutally honest. How many times would you guys watch this again? I watched it again with director's commentary, and like I oh, said, oh, you had to sit through it again. Far more time. entertaining movie with the director's commentary uh, on. To be completely honest with you, I didn't finish the movie. And you know what? I didn't want to finish the movie. <laughs> no, don't. I legitimately didn't want to. I decided to read the Wikipedia article instead of watch the movie because yeah. it was so disentertaining. You watched the first 10 minutes. You you, you basically you, get, you know what's funny? Yeah. You know what's funny? That's pretty much the same uh, approach that most people take whenever they want to watch a Serbian film. They just watch it halfway through and then just w look it up on Wikipedia because it's just too fucked up to, to finish. It's a, I've super, heard about it's that like one. a super movie. I don't want to sit through this, really. No. Th this, is, this is like the a Serbian film of shitty comedies. And no, there's no newborn porn in this at all. Praise Jesus. Yeah. That would be better <laughs> than the fucking comedy that you know we got. Funny? Oh, God. You know what's funny? I, I, I almost think a Serbian film would probably be funnier than this movie. We left out Superstar. That was funny. Superstar? Oh, yeah. Molly was, Shannon? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually a that's actually a pretty stellar movie. Like uh, Night at the Roxbury movies, too. That Night at the Roxbury. Those are cool. Oh, God. I wish that we could have watched Night at the Roxbury. Those are great. I mean, just, what is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. 
<laughs> Ash, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Uh, don't make me talk about it. Yeah, oh, you're going to talk about it. I, I, I um, had to talk about this. You have to as well. All right. So this movie, I honestly don't know how it came about. I honestly don't know who looked at any stage of the process of making this movie and decided that this needed to continue. I, yeah. there's. It's weird because, like I said, there there are parts of it where you can under, kind of understand where the comedy's trying to go. It just doesn't take it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like a dick right in front, and it refuses to take the dick in its hand. Oh God, Jesus. Good Dakota, Dakota, what are your final thoughts on this? <laughs> You've had and my please thought. speak speak clearly into the microphone, brother. I will. Oh man, there's there's no nothing put together in this movie. It's just a bunch of thoughts, like we said, you know, each scene, someone thought about it and was like, oh, here, here's a great scene to make, you know, oh, I had a, just a, any random thought. Oh, I like big butts. And the whole movie's about them liking big butts. Oh, 16 <laughs> flavors. <laughs> exactly. It was your daddy. Oh, <laughs> no, God. no. Someone just thought that randomly. A middle schooler thought that randomly. Who's your and they daddy? took his idea. I think a middle schooler <laughs> could make a better movie than this. Oh, honestly. I made movie, little movies in middle school, and they were better than this. <laughs> and my final thoughts on this movie is, I mean, what's to think about? This movie is a cancerous sore on the career of Dana Carvey, on the overall cinematic output of Happy Madison. On It's, just, it's definitely a cancerous sore on Adam Sandler's asshole, <laughs> just straight up on his asshole. <laughs> Damn you! Something. Damn you for that stupid joke, Adam Sandler. <laughs> but you were the bombs and Billy Madison, though. <laughs> yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, like we said before, this is the first truly bad movie that we have watched that actually hurt us, and it will hurt you if you watch this. We won't blame you. Th this is if there is no downloads. Yes, this is. Almost like watching Dear Zachary, but instead of just crying in despair, you just feel absolute rage. <laughs> Fucking rage. It's terrible. Ugh. That's that's all, all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen. We, we're on iTunes. We're, we're on YouTube. We're on... We're, we're, we're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Chill Lover Radio now. Got, what's up, Joe Lover Radio? We're on Lofty Radio TV as well. We're on Don't forget where Podbean. We started. Yeah, of course, Podbean. Podbean. That's our RSS. We're, we're on wherever else you can find our, your podcasts. We're also on Tumblr. We're on WordPress. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. Leave us a rating and a review. Leave us some comments. And ladies and gentlemen, our souls are just dead now. Our souls are dead now. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, be sure to stay tuned for our new podcast coming out very, very soon. It's called Collateral Gaming. It's hosted by Dakota and Ashley Chancellor, and they're going to talk about video games. Isn't that right, guys? Yes, sir. Chancellor Brothers are starting up the Collateral Gaming podcast. We're going to have two forms. We're going to have an audio podcast, and we're going to have a video podcast, and we're going to do Let's Plays for our patron exclusives. Um, so we'll be coming out with that, rolling it hopefully a week after we roll out this episode. Yeah. So we're going to be recording that soon, and then we'll release our, our first patron-exclusive commentary 
Let's Play for uh, for free so you guys can check it out. So just stay tuned. We're going to do our first episode on Fable 3. Right, Dakota? Yes, sir. And if you want to buy our commentary for all of our games, we're doing one for Fable 3 right now. It's uh, We're going to kind of give the choice for it to be uh, whether you want to pay monthly. Well, Fable 3 is going to be free. That that first one, just so you get a taste of it. Yeah, that one's going to be free. But from then on, yeah, we'll set it out. We'll, we'll figure it out what we're going to do as far as the payment goes. But um, I'm really excited to start Me this. Too. Even more than being a cinemaphile, I'm a huge game gamophile. Gamer. 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 Yeah, you're a gamer. Cody <laughs> and I, Cody and I are big gamers. So um, <laughs> stick around. Yeah, stick around. Stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for our next episode where we will be checking out Deadpool, and we will also be paying our respects to the passing of the great Stan Lee. Of course, we're going to focus on that mm-hmm. for quite a bit. May he rest in peace. And. Yeah. And as far as this movie is concerned, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to need a week or two to recover from this. Like, seriously, I mean, this is draining. All right. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ron Gordon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. Collateral Cinema out, ladies and gentlemen. And fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Come on, everybody. Let's scream his name. Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by their respective creators. Please don't sue us. We're poor.